Welcome to a very special episode of Wrestling with the Future. I'm your host, Nicolina Mangelo. Tonight, a very, very special look at the inside. We're going inside the world of independent pro wrestling. And I have a guy with me tonight who was a mainstay, a big dog, if you will, at Imperial Professional Wrestling. In, in fact, it's called Imperial Wrestling Entertainment. We're going to talk about that terminology, too. Because I got a bone to pick with John Campbell about that. Oh, here it is. Yeah, it goes. I'm going to start right from the jump, brother. John Campbell, welcome to the show. They call you the creature feature. Where did the name come from, my friend? Uh, Just growing up and even now, I'm a huge horror movie fan. Um, You know, I I grew up with like the classic Universal Monsters, Frankenstein, Wolfman, you know, all of those were like uh, just a mainstay on my TV. And then as you know, you get older and you, you know, kind of progressed a little more, uh, I don't want to say hardcore stuff, but, you know, slasher movies, things like that, just, you know, all throughout my life. You know, horror movies, horror culture has been um, a big part of it. And so, um, you know, why not incorporate that into what I do? Oh, my God, absolutely. What do you make of this this attempt by certain wrestling federations? I won't mention them, WWE, um, (laughs) uh, to try to incorporate a zombie gimmick. (laughs) What's that all about? Where, Where did that come from? Oh, well, here's the thing. I mean, I, I had heard the actual story was because um, they since they were on sci fi, uh, they wanted to, like, you know, kind of poke fun at being on sci fi. So they originally wanted to have an alien on there. But sci fi <laughs> was like, absolutely not. That's our bread and butter. So that's yeah. <laughs> on a zombie, I guess. Uh, the reason yeah. why I mean. I don't know. I I didn't think it was as offensive as a lot of people did. I I thought it was uh, pretty fun, you know. Well, I didn't think it was a, fun, right? Well, I didn't think it was offensive. I just thought it was a really shitty idea. <laughs> a lot of people, because you know, uh, it was ECW coming back, and a lot of those old ECW, yeah, fans yeah, exactly. Was- so you know what's one of the first things they see they see a zombie walk into the ring and it's like you know what the heck is this this was yeah never been a thing you know but i thought sandman coming out and doing his thing with them it it was fine you know but no a lot of people were upset about that if i remember right you are um one of those guys at uh, imperial wrestling entertainment uh called a, a a money mover you're a guy that moves tickets yeah you're uh, a guy that moves tickets, they they tell me. Um, one of the... They said, I, I, you know, it's a collective, though. I'm not the only one. Well, they tell me John Creature Feature Gamble is a, is a ticket mover. When you're I, on the show, people buy tickets. I I appreciate that. That's, that's awfully... Uh, Does it have anything to do with the fact that deep in, inside you're... Really a nice guy and not this evil prick that you perceive them. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, um, just because I'm a little crazy doesn't mean I'm not a nice man. You know, it's only it's only when people wrong either myself or people that I care about, like mm-hmm. the IWE fans, that's when I turn into a not yeah. so nice guy. So well, I'll tell you of, what, you know, it's interesting you like, say that, John. 
It's interesting you say that, John, because uh, one of my good friends is Barbara Goodish. She oh, happens wow. to be Mrs. Bruiser Brody. Absolutely. Uh, and Frank was the same way. But by the yeah. way, you bear a striking resemblance. You're a cross love child between Bruiser Brody and Brody Lee. You wow. look like if, <laughs> that, if that's one two, of the best compliments I've ever gotten. You really do. You bear a very striking resemblance to, to the Bruiser. They you know? they both had more hair than I do. <laughs> and now you look even more like Brody Lee. <laughs> the, yeah, here's the thing. Um, your look it has a lot to do with your success because you are visually a throwback to the days of wrestling that I remember. You're a big guy who doesn't do spots. You're not a spot monkey. You're a guy who gets in the ring, pounds on people, leaves the damage in his wake and gets the hell home. Yes. Okay. And I want to talk about that throwback as a comeback, because what I'm seeing, John, and I want you to take as much time as you want to elaborate on it. I'm seeing a lot of that coming back in indie wrestling. Well, yeah, I mean, and I think it's just like anything, you know, what's one once was old is now new again, you know, and everything comes in cycles, you know, so maybe like. You know, not not so much these days, but like maybe in the early 2000s, you know, and with the death of ECW, you mm-hmm. saw a lot of hardcore promotions and a lot of hardcore yeah. wrestling. And um, now I see that a lot of hardcore wrestling and all that's coming back, too. So with that, you know, there's not a whole lot to you know, you're not running a lot of ropes. You're not flipping. I mean, maybe you are, but you know, for the most part, you know, especially when you get, you know, into a match like that, you know, it's just full bore. And, you know, granted, I, I don't do those things. I'm not a death match. I've been in a couple, uh, in my younger days, but, um, you know, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what, John, uh, just to, um, to kind of familiarize you with me and my area here. Uh, I live in New Jersey, and New Uh, Jersey gave birth to hardcore wrestling. We are the home of CZW. We are the home of the beloved Necro Butcher. Mm, It's Game Changer based out of there. Game Changer. Yeah, Game Changer. Yep, sure is. Uh, The other thing that we are the home of, um, we are the home of a couple of interesting guys who made quite a name for themselves. Uh, guys like the Necro Butcher, uh, mm-hmm. guys like Matt Tremont, mm-hmm. who, who I know that, you know, um, yes. and so that, that strong, hardcore style has been associated for better or worse with my beloved state. Um, it's this New Jersey's taken a beating, uh, with regard to wrestling. It's almost like it's expected now. Um, and it's hard to please people and put on a, uh, a professional quality show, you know, using weed whackers and, you know, saber saws. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and I think, um, cause I know, I know Michigan and New Jersey, different crowds, different types of fans, but I think a lot of, you know, especially in the Northeast where the fans seem to be, you know, smarter 
to the business than say, you know, you always just hear the comparison, you know, Northeast to like, you know, down South Memphis and things like that, where, you know, even if they, you know, don't believe they want to believe kind of thing. And so I, but I think no matter where you're at, if you do it right, there's a market for every type of wrestling out there, you know, and I believe that family friendly promotion, like, like IWE, for example, you know, a family friendly promotion can work anywhere. If if you do it right, you just have to market it the right way. You have to. Interesting. Yeah. Because there's more casual fans than there are smart fans. You know what I mean? When, um, you know, people see a wrestling poster and they see blood and guts and everything, you know, Mr. And Mrs. Walmart, they're not going to want to take like their young kid. I want to stop you for a second, John, because you said something just now. That boy, this is want to talk about a, a a hot button issue. Holy crap! This is a hot button issue. The oh, casual awesome. fan versus the smart fan. Okay. Sure. On the indies, you are absolutely right. On the indies, it's the casual fan that comes to the show. Yes. But in contrast to the big feds, they're all smart marks. Everybody's yes. smart. You think so? Because I, oh, I, I do I see a lot. I see a lot of kids still loving WWE. You know what I mean? And like, you know, those. Yeah. Maybe five. They may be too young to be smartened up or may, they, they may not just understand like what they're seeing. Yeah. Well, I know when I was that because I, when I fell in love with wrestling, I mean, I must have been like five or six. You know what okay. I mean? I, just, I saw it on TV one day and I was just like. Whoa, what is this? Because it was superheroes come to life. You know, there you go. (laughs) Exactly. Big jacked up dudes wearing tights, you know, throwing each other around. You see this? It's like cartoons, you know, (laughs) and if you can come back to that in a way. You know, then I I think you'd see that that um, crossover appeal because you can appeal to both if you do it right. Well. an entertaining enough product and if you have good enough wrestlers but you still toe the line and make sure it's fun for everyone between 8 and 80 there you go you have the whole market at that point you know you don't just have this half you don't just have this half you have everybody and when you have everybody and you have Mm -hmm. that crossover appeal then you're successful because you're selling more tickets well, let's talk about that. Uh, I, you know, you, you tapped into something that I'm very much a believer in is that everything old is new again. Yes. Um, and we're seeing that now in the world of wrestling, thankfully, after uh, probably the last five to seven years of God awful product, just horrible, horrible but, product. But here's the, I don't think it was that bad. Oh, I know it was awful. Yeah, well, but 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 it was it was awful to you though. That's the thing. Like we have to realize, pro wrestling's a buffet. You know what I mean? What what we, what we like? Hear me out. What we like on this end of the buffet, yeah, may may not have you know a same palate as the the other half of the buffet. You I know agree what? with you one hundred percent. But here's the problem: they put out the same buffet every day. That's, that's the problem. That's very true. And and I'm not I'm not excusing anybody for that. You know, the proof is in the pudding where, you know, the fans just, you know, the the ratings aren't there anymore, but well, one could argue not many people are watching TV as much. Exactly. But it's, it's one of those 
it's one of those things where it's like, I think if somebody likes something and I don't like it, you know, I don't necessarily think they're wrong for liking that. It's just oh, not. Exactly. Well, it's, it's clearly, John, a matter of, of taste and opinion. Um, but for whatever reason, interestingly enough, organizations like AEW and even to some extent Ring of Honor are growing in numbers, whereas uh, the world well, world wrestling entertainment, I was, again, I'm old. You remember, I'm 62. To me, it's still the World Wrestling Federation. Sure. I, Actually, I, my I, mindset is still Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Yeah, yeah. I go back to those days. I and saw my first match live when I was six in awful. 1966. And here's the thing, going back to what we were saying about New York in the 70s, I tell my wife all the time, if they ever invent time travel, boom, that's where I'm going. I want to catch a exactly. show. I want to go to uh, 42nd Street and watch some horror movies and mm-hmm. the sleepy grindhouse theaters. And I want to catch a Madison Square Garden show. That's absolutely that's, brother. That's my wish list. That's my wish. I, I did all of the above. And I'll tell you something. Uh, if you get a travel ticket back in time, you better buy one for me. I got. You. I want to go. Um, uh, here's here's I, the thing. I have ADD, so let's but back to what we were uh, talking about with um, you know Ring of Honor and yeah. Uh, and so here's the thing. Um, those organizations, uh, AEW particularly surprised me. I had great hopes when they came on board as you know a, a large company. Uh, you know. Some certainly somebody that had the money to compete with Vince McMahon. Okay, yes. um, I had great hopes that they would save wrestling by going back to a purist level, but then Cody Rhodes crushed my dreams and hopes when he said, and I quote, "We're going to cater to a niche audience," and that was the death knell for me. I have- you already pigeonholed yourself, brother. Yeah, I I mean, but I can't argue with it because, you know, it's working for them. Yeah, but doesn't that kind of like limit your audience? You've got this, you're you're catering to a niche crew. But it hasn't thus far. It it, it hasn't thus far. Like, I, I I think AEW is still too young of a company for us to like, you know, really look at it and think about what kind of an impact well, we can true. look at the impact they've made, like, you know, right now in the very moment. Right. But only time will tell what kind of impact they'll make over well, time. Yeah. And you John, know, they've been around now for what, three years, maybe two and a half years, something like that? Uh, yeah, I think so. Cause they, cause they started out just as like, Hey, we're going to run this big, uh, this big event. And you yeah. know, once in the big event, they're like, okay, there's something to this. Let's figure it out. Yeah. But, um, well, one, a bunch of, you know, I can't, I can't ever, um, you know, say not say anything bad because of course, you know, we all have our opinions and everything like that, sure. but you know, I mean, there, there's a reason why those guys are where they are, you know, like I can't look oh, down clearly. on anybody for, you know, being on TV every week and, and getting paid and, you know, becoming household names. I certainly don't have action sure. figures in the store. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, we could, we could do this for you. <laughs> we could do this. I mean, you know, if somebody out there uh, wants to make uh, a John Campbell action figure and get those in Walmart somehow, 
you know, that's, uh, I always told uh, my mom, I always told my mom one day she'll have an action figure of me and that hasn't happened yet. So I need to, I need to get on that. There's hope for your kid closer than you think. Here's the thing. Let's talk about the state of Indies. Uh, we yes. have, um, uh, a country now that's booming again. People are spending money. People are going out or they're, uh, they're choosing various forms of entertainment. Um, let's clarify some semantics. Are you a wrestler? Or are you a sports entertainer? And define for me, in your opinion, what the difference is. Okay. Um, I am by definition a wrestler, but you could say my style is more of a sports entertainment style, if that makes sense. Now, granted, uh, it does make sense to me. And, and, um, well, let me, and, let me elaborate. If, in oh, sure. Please do. Sure. Um, absolutely. I can go out there and trade, you know, arm bars and wrist locks and mat wrestle. Mm -hmm. I can do all of that. I can, um, you know, work, I can work basically any style except high flying. I'm, I'm like six foot five and, you know, pushing like 280. So, you yeah. know, you're not going to be seeing, you know, 450s for me, but that doesn't mean <laughs> I can't work with somebody like that, or I can't work with somebody, you know, who does have a mat based style yeah. or, you know what I mean? Or I can work comedy, you know, I can do anything of those and still be all right. But mm -hmm. what remember the most about me is I come out to the ring like a lunatic yelling and screaming. My manager, my, my manager is a Halloween Frankenbucket that I take candy out of and throw to the kids. Now, what are people going to remember? Are they going to remember that uh, ankle lock that I did? You know, may, maybe like the purists, you know, might. But sure. I guarantee 90% of that audience are going to remember, oh, that's that crazy guy who comes out to the ring and talks to a, a Halloween bucket as his manager. You know what I mean? So like, Absolutely. I think you have to have, you know, every wrestler has something about them that's memorable. Sure. And so if you can get those things that make you memorable, you yeah. know, the, the other things are just icing on the cake. Yeah. Well, Super I'll tell you what, I, what you did. Um, I, I didn't interrupt, but superstar Billy Graham was the best example of this. Yeah. Jesse Ventura may have been a second. As far as actual pure wrestlers go, maybe not the best, but what are they remembered for? Oh, they're remembered, they're remembered for, the for their flamboyancy. Oh, they're remembered sure. for the promos. They're remembered for how they look. They look yeah. like, you know exactly. what I mean? So, they look like wrestlers. Yeah. Well, not just wrestlers. You know, you see superstar Billy Graham in his heyday. You see Jesse Ventura in his heyday. Oh, they yeah. walk into the room, even if you don't watch wrestling, you've never seen it before. As soon as they walk into the room, you know, you know there's exactly somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They have the it factor. Well, yeah. you know, you know, and so, uh, like, I, I Jesse and, uh, well, oh, go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's a, a Jesse and, uh, and superstar, you know, we're, we're both cut from granite. They were, you know, big bodybuilder guys. And sure. before Superstar, you never saw the bodybuilder physique in wrestling. Sure. That was his calling card. Your calling but, card but, is but a green like Halloween bucket. And, 
but what they wore and everything too, you know, it just added to it all. You know, they, they stood out in a crowd. Yeah. Well, you never saw anybody come to the ring wearing tie dye mm-hmm. back in the day. That was, this was all superstar Graham, you know, and you know, Jesse stole it. Hulk Hogan stole it. Scott Steiner stole it. They all took from the guy. Yeah. You know, if you're going to steal, steal from the best, let's be honest about it. If, but, if, you, if you steal from one person, it's stealing. If you steal from many, it's research. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I heard Jim Cornette say that. <laughs> yes, I, I think that's where I heard it from, too. There you go. <laughs> There's a, a really good picture. I'll, I'll share with you a picture of me and Jimmy. Um, oh. Yeah, because I, I know I'm the only guy who probably could bridge the gap between Jim Cornette and Vince Russo. Because I know them both. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a big gap to bridge, too, my and friend. And Kenny Boland, too. And Kenny Boland. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing. Um, you have an interesting calling card. It's a green Halloween bucket. What people remember is not what people remember. It's what the kids remember. Sure. It's, the, it's the kids that bring mom and dad back. Uh, and, yeah, I was going to say their parents, too, you know, because... Yeah. There have been a couple of times where um, I've had to talk to parents, you know, hey, you know, can you talk to my kid? He's throwing candy around the house, you know, little (laughs) things like that. And so, you know, and the parents will appreciate that, too. And again, going back to the indies, that's kind of something you don't see like in, you know, the big leagues, you know, a parent can't come up to like, you know, say a Chris Jericho or John Mm -hmm. Cena and be like, hey. Come here. We have, we have to have a talk about my kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So well, John, let me ask you a question. How do we, um, how do we ground ourselves again as a, a wrestling community? Um, I'm watching guys today, really talented guys, young, for the most part, unknown, unknown guys, uh, you know, trying to, to build their career and make a name for themselves. But yeah. what I'm seeing is disturbing in some regard. Because I'm already seeing some unknown people with incredibly large egos. Now, we know that wrestling is an ego-driven business. It's always been. Sure. But there also has to to remain some level of humility. Okay? And I'm not seeing that. And, 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 I, and I don't understand it either. I mean, like... You know, to me, just just me being me and, and who I am, you know, like I tell people all the time, like, yeah, I'm a pro wrestler and pro wrestling's cool. And it's like one of the, you know, besides my wife and, and my mom's most important things in my life, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But it, it's not all who I am. You know, wrestling's what I do. It's not who we are. You know, yeah. we're, not, you know, for the most part. You know, and I hate to, if anybody's watching this, I'm, I'm sorry for killing your dreams, but nine, nine times out of 10, who we portray isn't, you know, 100% who we actually are. Like, yeah, sure. I love horror movies and stuff like that. But if I went around, you know, Walmart, big booting people, I'd go to prison, you know? Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Like. You know, I think people sometimes, especially, especially people just getting into the business yeah. and I, and yeah. Hey, we're all guilty of it. I was guilty of it. I have a story about this yeah. too that I can follow up with, but, sure. um, I think at a certain point, you know, we're not used to having all eyes on us and it's really up to the individual. Okay. You know, I know. 
I know this, you know, this is pro wrestling and, and everything. And, you know, but now all these people are looking at me in, in a different way. And it's just, it's all, it's all dependent on how one person handles those situations. And some people can let that go to their heads and sure. other people can, you know, just say, you know, Hey, it's really cool that you dig what I'm doing and, you know, thank yeah. you and be humble about it, you know, and I wasn't always this way. Um, I remember one time, uh, I got, uh, I don't want to say fired cause you can't really get fired in, uh, indie wrestling, but, um, like, okay. I was, I, I was, I was a heel. I was beating up this baby face and, um, this girl in the front row, like teenage girl just starts screaming at me and spits her gum at me. And uh -oh. so me, me thinking I'm the most, I'm untouchable. I'm this guy. You know what I mean? Cause at the time, you know, I was maybe about a year in green as grass, but you know, Hey, I knew everything, right. I'm, I'm a heel, right. I pick up the same gum. I put it in my mouth. I spit it back in her face and I call her like the, one of the most, some you should never call a woman. I got okay. you. Anyway. So during that match, her and her family get up and they leave. And I'm thinking like, you know, just I'm going through the match and everything like that. And I get back to the, the locker room and the promoters like, grab your stuff. You're done. You're never working here again. And I'm like, what do you mean? You know, I was just being a heel. And he's like, no, those, I think there was like six of them total, five, six, mm -hmm. those five or six people are never going to come back here. So you not only took money out of my pocket, you took money out of the boy's pocket tonight by mm -hmm. doing what you did. And yeah. that, that, and ever since then, I'm like, you know what? You're right. I'm not this character. Yeah. This character is just some, something I portray. Well, and let's that, talk about that. And, and that really, well, just that really humbled me. Like I, ever since then, I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to let this business get to my head. Yeah. Yes. I will celebrate my accomplishments. I will celebrate the accomplishments of my friends. Cause I believe if one of us yeah. succeed, all of us succeed. But, um, yeah, ever since then it was like, no, I wish more independent wrestlers had that mindset. I really do. Um, but what you did, whether you know it or not, was, again, a throwback to the days of, of my youth, kayfabe. There was yeah. a time a heel was a heel 24-7, or at least perceived 24-7. Yes. Every yes. time Bulldog Brower was seen in public, he was the crazy Bulldog Brower. Yes. As soon as he got in his car, he became Richard again. Yeah. And I, and I don't, and I think a lot of guys going back to what we were talking about, don't have the ability to turn that off. There was a guy very much that way. The guy, you, you know, his name was Roddy Piper. Roddy yeah. was that kind of guy. God, Roddy to the, got to the point where psychologically it affected him so much. He, he didn't know Roderick Toombs from Roddy Piper. And yeah, he became he Roddy Piper. Nicest man, though. Oh, man. Yeah. I, oh, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. A, a, a hell of a, a nice guy. A generous guy. But, you know, it took a, a real serious toll on his psyche and his mentality. Yeah. So much to the point that I believe that's part of what killed him, to be honest with you. I, it very well could have been. I mean, uh, you know, I could... <sighs> 
All right. I, I was very fortunate to meet Roddy Piper. It was back in like 2010 or 11. I think I was Mm -hmm. on this uh, show in uh, Wisconsin and he was there doing a Piper's pit thing. And I wasn't even on the show. I just kind of weaseled my way in to help out. So all you, you, uh, gosh, I sound, I sound like a veteran now. (laughs) Um, all you young kids out there. Remember I drove all the way to Wisconsin just so I could help out on this show uh, yeah. from this one. Um, but anyway, so um, I got a chance to like meet Roddy Piper and like pick his brain. Like mm-hmm. I just I went up to him and I'm like, you know, hello. I just want to say like, I, you know, you were my hero growing up. Cause he was, he's my favorite wrestler probably still is to this day. Right. And um, he, he's, he was gen like when you spoke to him, you were the most important person in the world at that moment. He Absolutely. told me to sit down. He's like, sit down. Uh, he had like an, a, an assistant with him. He's like, I'll have, I forget his name. Go grab us some coffee. I want to hear about your career. Everybody mm-hmm. knows about my career. He wanted to hear about what I was doing. Roddy sure. Piper wanted to hear about what, and to me, I, I, I think back to that day. Anytime I hear about like an independent wrestler, uh, you know, just being a jerk to like fans or just being mm-hmm. a in general, you know, not, not, I'm not like in character, of course, but like, you know, you know, Hey, he won't sign an autograph, you know, after the show or, you know, he, he was, you know, just little things like that. And it's like, what are you doing? You know, if, if Roddy Piper wants to hear about my career, you know, you can, you're nobody, you can sign this kid. Sure. Sure. What's wrong with you? You know what I mean? And even guys in the leagues, like, you know, I get you don't want your meal to be interrupted or anything if you're with your family, but what's what's it gonna hurt taking a second to sign somebody's stuff and say, like, hey, you know, I'm signing this, but you know, hey, I'm with my family, you know, so can you just, you know, here's your autograph, can you go back to your table sure. and let's have private time? You know, and well I that mean- actually happened to me. Um and uh, and the guy was very, 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 very generous with this time, very good to me. Um guy named Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Oh, love Dr. Death. Dr. Death, uh, I had the fortune of being uh, at a table with Dr. Death, Steve Williams, Jim Ross, um, Ken Shamrock, uh, and Dory Funk Sr. Uh, Dory Funk Jr. Sorry. Wow, Dory very, Funk Jr. very. And good. it was at the Cauliflower Alley Club, NWA merging of their conventions I, cherry I, hill new I, jersey i need to go to 1999 cherry hill new jersey and it was a, a an incredible event um mm-hmm. as a side note i smoked a joint with jim ross that day and harley raced <laughs> <laughs> so kudos to harley and you could talk brother um <laughs> no. here's the thing though uh, the, the the reason i bring this up these guys in their time lived and breathed a lifestyle called kayfabe mm-hmm. you don't hear about kayfabe anymore it's mm-hmm. all but forgotten and dead so the question is and maybe it's not even a question but let me ask you well i'll ask you the question is kayfabe even a thing anymore do it- people even care here, here's the thing. It is to an extent. Um, uh, most fans, the majority fans, they know what we do as a show now. You know, there's there's no going back from that. But right. 
you know, at least in my, you know, um, realm of thinking, I don't think we need to reveal how all the magic is done. You know well, what I mean? Exactly. That, exactly. Whether, yeah. Cause whether you're a, um, whether you're a smart fan, a casual fan, uh, either, or most of those people are never going to know what it feels like to take a yeah. suit in the ring or to get body slammed or to come yeah. off the top rope or to, you know what I mean? They're never going to understand what those things are. So we can sure onto those and we can still treat those things, you know, through selling and, and different things. We can still do those things to convey like, you know, Oh, Hey, I, my, the, my favorite thing in the world is, Hey, I know this stuff is what it is yeah that, but that wasn't supposed to happen was it <laughs> it's funny you say that i had a, a in that mentality yeah you got him you yeah got it's funny you say that though i had a magician on the show a world yeah. famous uh, illusionist named bobby borgia and yes. bobby made the comparison from magic to pro wrestling he said in both cases it's an illusion in both cases, there's a trick to what's being done. Mm -hmm. And in both cases, everybody wants to know how you did that. And in almost every case, you're never going to tell them. You're never going to give away the secret. That's yeah. what Cage Fabe was. You yeah. never gave away the secret. Okay. Sure. And, and we don't and we don't have to give away those secrets as to, you know, what that feels like or how this is done. You know what I mean? Like. You know, unless you've been in the ring, certain moves and certain, you know, the way things are done, well, you know, John isn't the cat out of the bag, they're, but they're not going to know the mechanics and they sure aren't going to know right. what that feels like. You know what I yeah. mean? So, so, you know, like I said, you know, if it's, if it's sold right, if it's done right, you know, you can get those fans thinking, Ooh, Ooh, that, that, that looked like it hurt. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, I don't think he was supposed to fall that way. You know, he's well, really that's bizarre. a really good segue, John. That's a really, really good segue. Let me have your opinion. You yes. and I spoke before we went on the air yes. about an organization that's trying to mix shoot fight wrestling with sports entertainment, uh, sure. an organization um, called Warrior Pro. I should say in the interest of full disclosure. The owner and CEO of Warrior Pro was my guest last week on this show, uh, Adam Perillo. And Adam, um, he had an interesting kind of thought process. I'm not sure I quite understand it. I'm not quite sure, John, that it's even feasible. But I'm so far removed from what you guys do now. Remember, I'm the old fart in the room, okay? <laughs> I'm 62. You guys are just kids. So is <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a long time since I've uh, been called that. So thank you very much. My well, my great beard says otherwise, but thank thank you very much. I appreciate. You still that. got a lot less gray than I do, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though: is yeah. it feasible, and can you call it? Can you call it wrestling, or do you have to call it something else? I mean, I. People can call it anything, whatever they want. You know what I mean? I can call this book a DVD. That doesn't mean it is. But, exactly, um, sure. but like, I don't know. I don't exactly know who they're trying to cater to, though, because pro wrestling fans, 
they're going to go to a show and they're going to want to see pro wrestling. MMA fans are going to go to an MMA show and want to see MMA. You know, one usually doesn't coincide with the other. You know what I mean? It'd be like going to a basketball game and, and hockey is there, you know, it's, it's two, you know, maybe not so completely different things, but two different enough things to where, you know, if, if one, if one part is turned off and the other part is turned off, then the fans are turned off and they're, they're not going to come, or maybe they'll come just out of curiosity, but the, you know, the pro wrestling fans are, are going to be entertained most likely. And the MMA fans aren't going to be entertained. Well, that's a real interesting, that's a real interesting take on it. A really interesting take. I asked Adam last week when he was here, what if you got two guys that can't agree on a finish? Now you're, you're saying it's light, full contact. You're saying it's it's for all intents and but the outcome is is still uh, uh, predetermined. Well, no, he's saying no. Here, this this is why I want. This is why I need your opinion, because you're a guy that's that's in the trenches, brother. (laughs) How do you if you got two guys who can't agree? On the outcome of a shoot fight, is it a shoot fight? Uh, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it can't. It's not a. I mean, maybe the moves and the 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 strikes are are shoot, but like, if the because again, if if the outcome's not predetermined, then what kind of finish are they working out? Well, and I, that's the question I great. asked him, John. Yeah, you you ex, you exactly went where I went. I said, yeah. well, what kind of, what, what do they do if you can't agree? He said to me, I'm not making this up. Go back and watch the show. He says to me, they got 15 minutes to figure it out. <laughs> okay. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I hope <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping and, and God bless them. I, I never want to see anybody do bad, you know, just because no, you don't, I, I don't either. Yeah, it's, it's like one of those things I use this expression all the time. Just because I don't want you at my table doesn't mean I want you to starve. Uh, so, uh, but I really hope that footage of this gets put out there because I'm, you know, honestly, like, oh, it, not, it will not think it's going to be this mind blowing experience. But just from talking to you now, I'm curious, you know, so maybe, well, maybe that's your thing. I you, you went there. Yep, you went there. The curiosity yeah. factor. Let's yeah, I'm, talk about I'm that. Curious now, yeah. The curiosity factor in wrestling has always been the, uh, in some cases, the money maker. In some cases, it can kill a promotion. Um, case in point, let's go back way back in the in the time machine. Back to the World Wrestling Federation, Thanksgiving of 1989, I want to say. The gobbledygooker. Okay. <laughs> that was, a, it was 90. It was 90. Okay. 19, yeah. Okay, 18. Well, I said 89, right? I was a year off. Yeah, you're, yeah, you were right there. You're right. There. I just yeah. I remember it, it was because that was Undertaker's debut. Okay, so that was the the curiosity factor, the gobbledygooker. It took yeah. a fart in church, that gimmick. Yeah, it well, I'm not, I'm not saying the curiosity factor always pays off. Right, but exactly. I just find 
enough curiosity, you'll get somebody right. to like watch it once, you sure. know, maybe, maybe twice if it's, you know, like, whoa, I, I'm not even sure what I watched. Let me watch that again. You know, some exactly. movies are like, you know, um, but it, but it is, it's one of those things where it's just, I don't know how the worlds will coexist, but just from talking to you about it now, now I'm curious. I, I want to see if they do. I want to see how they do it. You yeah, know? I'm, I'm curious too. It's, it's a really interesting concept. Uh, I thought to myself, you know what? It's kind of really, if you think about it, it's kind of how wrestling started with yeah. a bunch of, you know, kind of barrel chested guys just beating the crap out of each other. Yeah, but you know, it, it was for a lot still, less money too. Yeah, but it was still worked though. That's the thing. Oh, like sure in the carnival days, you know, oh, like absolutely. yeah. So, but this guy's saying. So I'm I'm just still trying to wrap my head around it. Is it going to be MMA just in a pro wrestling ring, and the guys are wearing wrestling and gear? That's a, and I said that to him. I said, if if this is going to be full contact, you got to call it something else. Because there are leagues like MMA, bare knuckle fighting, uh, king oh, of the cage. You know, I I just thought of something else too. Um, do you know what state they're in? Because they might yes. try to call it pro wrestling to skirt around MMA regulations. Okay, be- here's the thing: they're based out of Tennessee, but the first show takes place in Indiana. Hmm. So I yeah, know ten, yeah, I know I the know Tennessee Indiana has regulations. I know yeah. I, I know Indiana does. I know Tennessee does not. They're pretty lackadaisical. Yeah. And the but state I know Indiana has regulations because all that stuff uh, that happened with uh, like Jim Cornette and Ian Rotten. Or am yeah. I thinking of Kentucky? I might be thinking of Kentucky now that you mention it. Um, but I, but I, I'm pretty sure Indiana, they either have regulations or had regulations. It's been a while since I've wrestled in Indiana. You're I never right. Knew. It was, it was Kentucky with Cornette. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So because I don't think they Indiana, still have, but yeah. Indiana might have MMA regulations. Like that's the thing too. Like that's why yeah. a lot of states, when they do MMA events, they have to call it amateur and they can't do pay. Um, yeah. My friend, uh, he's, he's one of my childhood best friends. His name's Brett Spardella. He was one of the best amateur MMA fighters in the whole country. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like a top ranked uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, um, you know, uh, guy. I don't know yeah. what they're called, but a Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner and he's a coach. Sure. Uh, but, but anyway, like I know when, cause he used to run events also, and I know when he ran um, amateur MMA events, it, it was really, you really had to like, make sure you call these things this certain way. You know, you have to yeah. really make sure that, you know, these things are done this way. Otherwise, oh, yeah. otherwise, you know, the state would shut your show down. So yeah. I'm, I'm really curious as to like how that's going to go, because if there's no wrestling, there's yeah. Probably uh, MMA regulations for sure. Well, That's let's fine. talk about wrestling in the state of Michigan where you're based out of. Okay. Let's. Okay. Uh, as far as I know, they still have a commission. Uh, no. Uh, oh, there's no commission regular. anymore. Okay. No. No, when sir. did Michigan uh, dissolve the commission? I have been wrestling since 2006, and there hasn't been one since. Oh, wow. I, yeah. Okay. So. 
I, I really don't know. I've yeah, never... I am giving away my age. <laughs> no, no, that's no, because that's that's honestly something I never knew. Okay, so there's so no no commission, so no it's commi- completely re- regarded as entertainment or uh, uh, an amusement yeah. event. Yeah, because you don't since you don't need like uh, uh you know you don't necessarily need it good promotions do iwe does Mm -hmm. but you don't need like a doctor on hand you know you don't in some cases yeah in some cases you don't even need insurance you can just piggyback off of like the um god yeah you can piggyback off the uh venues insurance wow yeah good thing you're blowing my mind with this stuff brother has all these things by the way but um uh, yeah so the it's pretty lax um it's not looked at as like your traditional sporting events um, interesting well yeah. times have changed have they not i'll tell you john i i promoted for 24 years yes and and i had to carry a full liability insurance and i had to have a bond i had to have a building waiver i had mm-hmm. to have everybody on my roster sign uh, an injury and death waiver. Mm-hmm. Would they still do that? And no, yes. I, well, uh, I, IWE does. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. I, Man, I'm thinking to myself, how are these guys getting away with it? I, I, I don't know, but I don't, here's the thing. Wow. I, I haven't necessarily been out of the game, out of like the Michigan indie scene. Uh, I still have a lot of friends, but you know, who, who are in there, but uh, you know, yeah. my, my, my time is, is strictly devoted these days to IWE, you know, wow. and, 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 and Michigan wrestling organization. They're another company out of Flint that I feel, you know, um, you know, does things the yeah. right way. Um, you know, I but, have but, to tell you, I mean, it surprises me. It really does. It surprises me to, to know. And I, I learned you know, I learned something here. It's I didn't expect to learn anything, but well, hell, man, um, I learned that uh, you know the more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, yeah, because back yeah. in the day, that's just what they were doing, and that caused everybody to say, "Hey, you know what? We need insurance, and we need this, and we need that." Now they're going the stellar opposite, and where you don't need anything to run a show now. Yeah, very, very rarely. Again, before I just really devoted my time to those two promotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I do help run IWE. And what do you uh, do for them, John? Oh, everything. Um, I, uh, <laughs> everything. <laughs> well, I don't want to say everything. That does a really big disservice to um, everybody else. IWE's, it's really run like a commune, you know? Like, I have like a core group of guys, you know, uh, me and my friend uh dennis started uh iwe and um because we were we were tired of basically just driving hours upon hours upon hours in and sitting in locker rooms with people we didn't like <laughs> and so uh and working for people we didn't like um so oh, yeah we, a, we started IWE. a lot of that brother <laughs> <laughs> well and and yeah it was just one of those things because it is you know everybody's had this conversation with their friends it's like oh if i ran sure. a promotion i would do it this way or if i ran a promotion i would do it this way and finally we were just like you know hey let's put our money where our mouth where our mouth is yeah um 
but yeah, so like ever since then, I've kind of been persona non grata everywhere else. So I don't, I don't necessarily know how things are being yeah. run on the other end. I that's well, I'll tell you I'm what. Saying that, but I, I, but I know when I was, you know, out there, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, different promotion every weekend. Uh, I never ever signed a liability waiver. If I did, wow. maybe yeah if i did maybe it incredible was um never in the state of michigan have i ever um you know seen a doctor at at wrestling events which i feel oh is my very God. yeah very dangerous and very negligent oh um, i was i was at a show and i saw this kid uh, his name was nerdy nate uh snap his leg in half and uh of course no doctor on the scene but what could a you know doctor even do with that anyway had to get airlifted yeah. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things where I feel like, you know, especially now what we were talking about with like hardcore wrestling and deathmatch wrestling, sure. really rival, um, you know, I, I feel like it's only a matter of time before, you know, we hear of an incident where, you know, somebody gets like really, really hurt and then we're going to have to be forced into regulation, you know, and let's yeah. be honest you know, wrestling regulation, you know, yeah. Having a doctor on hand is a good thing, yeah. but I feel like the promotion should take care of that. But, you know, now we're going to have to start paying for these things and paying, you know what I mean? So like, I, I do, I think it's a matter of time before, you know, somebody does something, you know, yeah, play, play stupid. And then we all have to suffer for it. Well, it's interesting because back in the day, uh, this is how it was back in the 40s and 50s. So I'm a bit of a wrestling historian. Back in the 40s and 50s, wrestling was run just like this. It's kind of like the outlaw. They were called outlaws back yeah. in the day, outlaw promotions. Mm -hmm. Then the states got together and made every state involve themselves in the sports business, sports commissions, athletic yep. commissions, okay? Mm -hmm. Then all these years, nobody had a problem. All of a sudden now, Vince McMahon comes to New Jersey. Yeah. And he doesn't want to pay the New Jersey fee. No. So how does he get out of it? We're entertained. This, again, New Jersey was the hotbed of controversy. Yep. He yep. says, I, we're going to call ourselves sports entertainment. We're not professional wrestling anymore. Yeah. He had to admit to the commission that what they did was predetermined. It was, he used the dreaded F word fake. Mm -hmm. He said, we are a phony baloney business. We're not a sport. We're entertainment that got him off the hook financially. But what it did for independent groups around the country was it nailed their death knell mm -hmm. because yeah, then because, because who could, who can afford that? You know, exactly. It, yeah. You made my point for me. Exactly. <laughs> so, and I want people to realize, you know, like John and I are telling you, everything old is new again. And what comes around goes around. History repeats itself. And, and we are seeing the, the swing end of history repeating itself one more time. Yeah. And I don't want to come on here and, you know, kind of sound like I'm holier than thou or anything like that. Cause I'm not, Hey, I've done death matches. I've done my fair share of crazy stuff, you know, but 
it, it all goes back to this. I just don't want to see anybody, anybody, but you know, most of all people that I like and people that I care about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. end up hurt or worse, you know what I mean? And then, you know, not only, you know, is now somebody I care about really hurt because they did something dangerous on a negligent promotion, mm-hmm. but now, you know, Hey, now we all have to suffer the consequences yeah. too. So, you know, I, I think, um, I think at some point a line has to be drawn. I, you know, and, and again, going back to what we know now about concussions and stuff, too, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. ramifications that, you know, we suffer. I had a traumatic brain injury a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and it, it really messed me up. Like I speak a lot slower now. Yeah. Um, sometimes I have a hard time finding, you know, the word is here, but I can't get sure. it from here to here, you know, um, sure, things absolutely. like that. Yeah. And, um, well, you know, look what happened just, just recently, John, yeah, that, look. that, that messed me up really bad. You're talking yeah. about that. Yeah. That, that messed me up. Like I, you know, because somebody that said worked for me. she worked for, for a show I did yeah. I had that on my show in Atlantic City, uh, in Atlantic City, New Jersey, 2001. It happened. Oh, right. Yeah, um, right. Up December, uh, this was a, uh, a benefit for the 9-11 fund. It was 2001, December. I okay. had uh, Snooker, Tom Brandy, Daphne, um, Vader. Uh, and a host of uh, of former WWF stars, that's awesome, uh, and, and and a lot of local talent. Yes, and and I want to tell you something. She's a young girl, young woman in her forties, mm-hmm. with that kind of traumatic brain injury to the point where she committed suicide. Brother, yeah. that there's there's something that has to be done. A, a friend yeah. of mine used I used to be a friend of mine. I want to say this. I got a preface. He used to be a friend of mine. Big Vito LaGrasso from ECW, from, from WCW. Vito yep. was a friend of mine. But Vito was so unpredictable mentally because of his, you know, post, you know concussion syndrome, CTE. Yeah. You know? and, and CTE, by the way, is what killed Jimmy Snuka. It wasn't stomach cancer. No, I, I believe that because they said he had, uh, you know, he, he yeah, wasn't mentally fit to, you know. Well, stand. and not only that, John, but his wife came on my show and talked about it. Oh, Carol. Yeah. Yeah. Carol was here with Mrs. Bruiser Brody and Mrs. Wahoo McDaniel. My friend oh, wow. Karen McDaniel. I know Karen very well. I know Barb Goodish very well. I know, I know Carol Snooker very well. Yes. Uh, one of my guys at the uh, Atlantic City show, didn't know Carol was with Jimmy and ran down the aisle like a crazy man, like John Campbell does, called himself (laughs) Slayer. Slayer knocked Carol off of her seat and damn near, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I've been on shows with uh, Jimmy and, um, you know, you'd always kind of heard rumblings about like those room, you know, about what happened back in the day and stuff. But, yeah. you know, so that really messed me up because, you know, when when we all met him, you know, the few times we didn't the nicest guy, yeah, you know, the, the nicest guy. And, and Carol always handled the money. So I, I got to meet she Carol. Had, Jimmy didn't know. how. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, because that's that's always what Jimmy would say. Oh, Carol handles the money, brother. You know, so yeah, yeah but like, yeah, Jimmy just was real bad with money. And, and, and I that, said it as, that's what messes with me because yeah. I'm thinking to myself, you know, I I've had you know concussions. Every wrestler has, and then I had that yeah. really bad one a few years ago. And whenever I hear something like that, it just really it messes with me. It's like, am I going to end up like that? You know, like, yeah. and I, and well, I have I'll no tell problem. You what, what you did for yourself was a good thing. What you did for yourself was a really, really good thing. Stepping away from the bulk of pro wrestling activity and relegating yourself to kind of the office personnel, the creative sure. Well, I, I still, I still work though. Like oh, I, sure. I still, I'm not saying you're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I still, I still get in there and rumble baby, but, but it's um, a lot safer in the office, John. <laughs> sometimes safer in the, yeah. It was sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You want to you talk about guys not, you know, cooperating on a finish. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Have you ever had to negotiate? Uh, a finish for two guys that just couldn't agree on it. Yep. <laughs> many, many times. Yeah. It's um, not fun, is it? No, it's really not. And, you know, you don't want to, like, upset these people because, you know, they are your friends, you know, but at the same time, you just want to grab them and be like, this, you know, this isn't real. You're not really. It's right. And and the other thing is you know, the like, thing that they have to. I don't know. I don't get it. The other thing they have to be reminded of all the time is it's not for you. It's for them. Yeah. You're the paying customer. You know what I mean? Like we're not going out there and having matches, you know, with, for ourselves, you know, like, yeah, we're doing this because we have fun and we love it. But at the end of the day, we want to make them happy, you know, because they're the ones who buy the tickets. They're the ones who are buying the t-shirts. They're the ones who, you know, come here and make this a thing. Otherwise, you know, it'd be like how we did during COVID where, um, you know, we were working in an empty building and just doing a closed set shoot, you know? So yeah, it is. It's one of those things. It's like, guys, it's, it's work, you know? And I try to lead by example, you know, like I, you know, I, I barely win, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Or, or when I do, it's, you know, it is, it's whatever, you know, but it, but it yeah. is, it's one of those things. It's like, sure. you know, I'm not going to put myself over all the time, but you know, it's like that. So if I'm, why not John dusty Rhodes made a career out of it. <laughs> I, I've been told if I was more selfish, I would have gotten a lot further, but um, it, it is, it's one of those things. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get it yeah. where guys, you know, don't want to lose or anything like that. And it's like, you know, it's don't remember something, brother. It's all the work. It's all the work. Yeah. Listen, John, we got a couple of minutes left. Um, I, I want you to, because uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to bring you back for, uh, you're going to come back here a lot. Trust me. I'm going to bring you back again, but I want, we're hitting that, that magic hour here. Um, and I want you to, to uh, give your social media where can people reach you how can they book you where can they see your work get all that out of the way and then uh and we'll invite everybody to come back next week 
I, I have uh, Facebook. You can catch me on there. Just uh, type in Creature Feature John Campbell. There's a like page, and then there's like my actual page. I barely update the like page. So just come to my actual page, shoot me a friend request, or just hit you follow. You know what I mean? That's that's fine. Um, you know, I'm on Instagram. Uh, oh, my Facebook, by the way, if you want to type it out, it's facebook.com slash CF John J O H N C. Um, so creature feature, John Campbell, C F John C. And then, um, I'm on Instagram as creature Campbell. Um, I have a Twitter, but don't even bother following that. Cause I never update that. <laughs> um, either, either the way. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you can catch Imperial wrestling entertainment at IWGladiators.com. Uh, we really appreciate your support. Uh, even if Excellent. you're not in Michigan, Hey, check it out. We have battle zone TV on YouTube. Sure. Uh, all the links for the IWE social medias that's on IWEgladiators.com. Right. Um, check out Michigan wrestling organization, MWOonline.net. I work there a lot. They're still kind of, you know, trying to figure it out post COVID and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, know so they're doing shows sporadically here and there when they can um but check them out definitely and uh thank you for having me on it was a great experience you are quite welcome bro you are you're are definitely going to come back here again want to tell right. everybody it's a uh, creature feature john campbell you can catch him on facebook he's never really easy guy to find um yeah. don't let the menacing look for you he's on sweetheart okay oh. i'm just going to I'm going to ruin the uh, the persona. He's a sweetheart. John's a great guy. Thank you. We are. Uh, we'll be back next week. We have a super special guest next week. Um, check the Facebook on Friday to find out who. That's tomorrow. Check it out Friday to find out who. We got a a former WWE star, a legend, in fact, a Hall of Famer, will be with us next week and. Uh, and just give it a sneak peek on our on our uh, group wrestling with the future podcast. It's a it's a private. Well, I'm sorry, it's not a private. It's a public group. You can all check it out. Find out who our guest is going to be. Going to be a good one. You're going to like it. And next week, Bobby C will be back. Beautiful Bobby C will be my co-host, and we'll have a lot of fun. For John C, Creature Feature Campbell, I'm Psychic Me Angelo. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time as we all wrestle with the future.